I confess that my heart, our hearts truly do long for you. Sometimes we don't understand that. But the Holy Spirit, the Spirit shouts, Abba, Abba, we need you. We don't usually say that, we don't usually word it out. At times even with times even with our emotions we run away from you. But today and right now we say that we need you, we need your spirit, we need to hear your spirit. We need to hear those words. Amen. You can take a seat. I have set an alarm when I need to finish. Because there's no time at this moment. I never never really want to speak more than I should. I don't have a problem with speaking too short. I have a problem with speaking too long. And what does who remembers last time when I was preaching about worship and all sorts of forms and those interesting words probably most of you don't really remember anymore. Shabbat, halal. Honestly, honestly, don't don't stop worshiping in every single form. Not just here, but uh, also dancing and worshiping and singing. But also at work, not just in music, but in general. As much as worshiping, I would like to talk about a thing that we do without uh, without reason. A child, uh, a child starts doing that um, from two years, without exception. We do it without exception. Sometimes we, sometimes we podcast and sometimes we don't. Sometimes I hear it in my word, in my own thoughts, because I don't say it out loud. But you can hear it in your own words in your head. So I'm not going to. I'm going to not just talk about audible words, but also non-audible words. So there is this one thing, like words. There is this uh, one thing where we have been given as a gift to speak. We've been given to speak as animals. They contact each other in all sorts of different sounds. But a person, they speak. No matter that's what are we what are you talking about? This is all very, very simple already. But in order to explain that, it's um, we know that New Age um, uses all sorts of all sorts of educations and and ways of how to speak. So the Christians are more like, oh, that's New Age. I'm I'm running from that. I'm a new age. I don't want to come into, um, come into, come into this misleading. But in the Bible, it speaks about us a lot. It speaks a lot about words, and of course, it talks about words because we communicate with him and and. Prophets spoke about it, apostles spoke about it, disciples spoke about it. And because they spoke about it, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
serious matter, and if we like it, we don't like it, our words have power. And this is not just a new wage statement. We're just going to go into the word, and we're going to see what the word really says about it. But from the very beginning of the of the of this of this of this sermon, our words have power. You like it or you don't. You can go against it, but your words will have power for that. Uh, one question for that is just only one. What type of power is that going to be? What type of what power is going to be in our words? Are we going to say if we're going to say loud or not loud? What is going to be in that? What is going to be what power is going to be in that word? And just like every single time, I like to kind of go deeper, a little bit more deeper, um, of what scientists say about these kind of things. And when there's um, types of experiments have been done where they, where they uh, scan your brain and what type of the brain is actually becoming active. But essentially, it talks about when you hear your words, when you speak words, and when you think your words. A word can, a word can, uh, um, a person can become out of some certain words become very agitated. If uh, a child hears, um, a child who hears from their parents or from their mother certain types of words that are foul or negative in their brains, in the child's brains, there starts to form a web. That they start to receive a lot of um, discomfort, a lot of uh, they start to feel a lot of worry, and there's 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 a lot of other situations like that where our metabolism can really uh, be affected by it. even our percentage of the of the flow of the blood is affected by it. Uh, it's a neuroplasticity um, where this topic comes from. So if you are interested, you can you can search about it, neuroplasticity, and just one of the one of the one of the impacts of our words is uh, impacting us. Because words have power, so why do we speak these words that we can speak to ourselves? So, so the more essential part is that words have power. What type of power, and how is it going to be identified? Is all, is all? It all depends on you. Today we're not going to have um, any words on the. On the screens, in Proverbs eighteen, it says, "It says the tongue can break death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences." It doesn't talk about just tea. It talks about the words have power. We might talk about. Life itself, more like in uh, gamings, you know, you can you can die, but I don't think it's talking about that kind of stuff. It's talking about more serious things that in our lives we have, we have with our words, with our thinking, with our life, more thinking. I would say come in 
is when we don't make the words audible. And those types of things we could carry life or death just as much as around us or just as much as in us. I would say also that being being set seeing being set free from being sent free from curses like Jesus's where where the breakthrough chains will a breakthrough chains fall but at the same at the same moment we can also with our words put back those uh, put those chains back on those who those those chains that were broken and shattered we can collect them and put them back on us with our words and the best example for myself to understand is to see through through stories and the best way to see is through old testament they have the best stories those who read them i'm just going to read one story we're going to read a little bit more it's in numbers 13 from 27 I'm going to read you, write it down. Uh, before the story, God God promised Israel a land. It took him out the out of Egypt and promised them a land and promised that the land is going to be amazing. It's going to be a promised land. And they were dwelling and dwelling, walking and walking, and they were quite not too far from it. And Moses sends a few people to have a look. There's those types of people who other nations live and 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 they had to send some people to go search for it. From 27 people. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Yet they came back and they saw that what the Lord has promised is definitely true. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and the towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. Anak descendants are to do with giants. If we're speaking about today's perspective... Uh, we saw such, we saw such powerful entities that we can't go against. We just can't go against these struggles. And twenty nine uh, verses, the Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast and Mediterranean Sea. And in thirty, it says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before moses let's go at once to take the land he said we can certainly conquer it but the other men who had explored the land with this with him disagreed we can't go up against them they are stronger than we are so they spread this bad report about the land among the israelites the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there all the people we saw were huge we saw we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we let we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. And Numbers fourteenth, 
chapter from 1 to 4 says, Then the whole community began weeping out loud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones as plunder? Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted, and in four verses, then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Come on. Now, that is this nation. They received God's word. In the first, in the first verse, they got they got they got a confirmation that this is from god and then that is truth but in this circumstance you know those scientific uh scientific theory theories uh, scientific terms say that we our words have power the word says words have power okay pastor is uh, or preacher is preaching and it says your words have power okay and then you turn around and you still do your, you still do your own thing and you use your words still in your own way as if everything that you have received and everything that is on the that you have collected on the on the on the branches all those graves all those types of people that stick some things on the on, on the walls uh, those types of verses where you where you magnetic types of stickers you put on the on the fridges and you forget about it. Now, what is happening? Are they lying? Are they lying? Are those men who are starting to speak those types of words not not by God's word? Are they lying? No. Yeah, they speak. They took, went, they saw. I don't know how stupid you have to be to see that you come, you are little, and there's a big guy that you're definitely going to lose, lose that battle. In school, there's sometimes, you know, those younger ones that would jump on the bigger one. You know, definitely sounds like against that grasshopper. And facts, even in general, when they come to their place, they become yes and amen. Even though we clearly know that facts change. Come on, look at, look at, look at the whole education. Everything that was given and everything that was positive. Everything that was verified and not some things are still corresponding. A few a few moments go by, a few time goes by, and the Lord gets involved and changes a few things, or maybe wife or husband changes a few things, and then you start to suddenly see that the facts have been changing. So facts are not true. Facts change. Truth doesn't change, and I feel like in this, I think in this moment. As we can see through the story, that the person is lost. He very, very 
he very occasionally mixes what is truth and what is a fact. And when we know that the Lord's word is truth, how comes we daily take facts and put it over the truth? Look, but look at this. And didn't I say this? I knew it. I knew there's going to be like this. Facts, facts disappear. Facts, uh, they. But truth lasts forever. We want to live that 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 blessed life. We want to live in that truth. We need to live in truth, not facts. We're not ignoring facts. A fact is we're not ignore, we're not people who ignore facts. If you know it's going to rain, no, I was speaking to God and pray. Said it's not gonna rain. Okay, but then don't snitch or complain at the fact that you are going to be ra- all rained on. It's a very cheesy example, but that's kind of essentially how people live. And sometimes, at times, even those are facts, most often facts bring people to unbelief. When we start to f- talk about facts to us and to other people, without God's guidance, without God Himself, even without uh, without a prayer before, how is this actually? Is those facts lead us to unfaith? It's like that mud for the for the uh, mud for the for the seed, and then here's like facts have have mudded everything. Thank God you start to notice the fruits, but usually you don't. You start to hear, but you don't you don't listen you don't see anymore. And I'm going to uh, involve a different story as well, which is in Luke, in the beginning of Luke. Uh, before Jesus being born, there was a there was a Zachariah, a Zachariah man called Zachariah, and uh, who knew who he was? Luke, John's father. An angel came to him. It wasn't just like somebody preached to him. An angel came to him. You know, I I bring you a message. You will have a child. And Zachariah was like, "Okay, he's a very smart guy. He was he he knew the facts very well." Huh. Angel. But you know, I'm Zachariah. Um, I know facts. I'm old, and my wife is old. How I don't know how time runs with you and with God, but in our earth, time runs a bit f- a bit late, a bit different. And when a guy or person is old, then it doesn't really work like that. And the angel, of course, it wasn't like that. But the angel said, "Okay, okay." So because you didn't believe, you won't be able to speak. And here I see. I see the power of. I see the power of words. What kind of power he has put in a person's tongue. And because of our words, because of our thoughts, the Lord has sometimes 
it sometimes has to make us unspoken. And in this, in this, in this, in this situation, I'm going to make, um, I'm going to make a conclusion that I'm going to be careful with my words, with what I read and what I receive. The story about J and J, you are John and uh, James. How they were walking and uh, and proclaiming the good news, and one of the Samar Samarians uh, didn't accept them. I'm going to just quickly find it. And anyway, it says. Uh, Hearing that, hearing that, hearing that, hearing that what they have said, we can bring the fire out of, um, out of the heavens and just burn them all. And in this moment, they are, they are protecting Christ. You, unbelievers, not accepting God, you, you're losing out so much. But at the same time, you're losing out so much, but also going to destroy you. And Christ, Christ responded, guys, what kind of spirit are you speaking? What is coming out of you? Even more interestingly, in Apostles, in Apostles 8, Philip says to Samarians that, And two apostles come. A lot of Samaritans believe, and then and uh, John and Peter comes. The same P, the same John that was trying to destroy, destroy the Samaritans, is the one that prayed, and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God laid on these people. Same people that John, that John himself said that they are they deserve to be destroyed through the same person the holy spirit and the spirit of god dwelled on these samarians so instead of so instead of instead of instead of proclaiming judgment on people maybe slow down and 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 try to observe what's actually happening And I'm not just speaking in a situation that Christians should speak with such a limit that they shouldn't speak at all. Oh, you know, you don't don't judge me. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I would like for us all to not just speak words, but speak God's word that give life, that that restore, that that save people, that deliver them, that raise them up when they're in struggles. That even though they are blamed, that our words would give them hope. That even though they are blamed for and they are responsible for something, they would have hope that there is life in God. The truth is not just facts. And there's no compromises here. But how do we usually, um, how do we usually represent that sin? Some people say that with a Bible, people are... Uh, People kill. People kill with the word of God. It shouldn't be like that. 
And the same thing Luke says. He says in Luke six forty three, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from the bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Um, we're going back to the to the story where there was the messengers who went to search for the land. It was more of so what was inside them. And they were speaking about what was inside of them. It was about fear. And fear was being seeded and those who were didn't really observe and didn't observe like messengers or like visionaries, they started to uh, they started to think like them because the visionaries they were seeding and proclaiming fear and because people were because people were listening to them they started to live in chaos it stated that they said that the whole night the whole night they were they were the whole night they cried and they were in living in fear and then we sit the next day that they were saying why did the lord did this why did the lord take us out of egypt why am i in this situation why did nobody tell me that believing in christ this is going to be like this maybe i just want to go back to egypt maybe you just never left egypt essentially that that whole feeling in, in your heart it just shows you where you actually are and there's there's no judgment towards that there's god's mercy in that do you hear the words we say or hearing the with the thoughts we think we can already make the right audible audible one what we actually are and who we actually are and that's god's mercy christ um Christ, Christ's purpose is for us to, to to know who He is. That's why it's very good when we start to notice what we actually speak, and even better, when with what we have noticed, we come to God. And we can go in so deep with um, with this story. And some of the visionaries, we said, hey, people, 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 people didn't even listen anymore. And even so many times in our lives, when we already turn around from those, from uh, turn around in that uh, thoughts, in that in that thinking, in that um, speech, we just let people to come in with those negativity. We you know those those facts, those facts, not truth. We just consistently listen to them, and listen and listen to them. And somebody does definitely come from God, a brother, a sister from God, brother, friend, sister. I don't think you are there. You just don't listen anymore. You can't hear them anymore. Just like what happened with the whole nation. Hey, come on! They didn't listen. They they couldn't hear anymore. In this in this in this place, the story is still a little okay, but there is James, one of the apostles. James. He did not. He he didn't not roll his tongue in the, in the in the wall and he 
he contributed a whole chapter about controlling the tongue. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pillar chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it, it, for it is set on fire by itself. Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for he, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Amen. Just who actually controls the tongue in here. Which one of us is perfect here? And I think that it's none of us. That's my alarm over here. I mean, it says, please stop it. And I can see that none of us have really controlled our tongue. And he gives some examples about the controlment of the horse. In, in the fourth verse, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot, pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. He's talking about the the boat is our life. And just the same thing is that in our lives, there's those oceans and there's, there's those storms. Everyone has storms. Everyone has things happening in their lives and there's there's ups and downs. But in, the, in that place, in that specific place, that pilot, which is the word, which is the tongue, it can control the boat's regularity. So I'm making a conclusion that God is in control. God is controlling everything. But God is also giving us the control of controlling our tongue, which most times can control our life's boat. It can sink it. It can it take him out to the peaceful uh, peaceful oceans. So that's why I see a very huge responsibility for us people to control what we speak about. Vilma once preached about what is from us and what is from God. And at this point, it's what we say. And it's very important for us to control it. To continue on, James, he was, he was not rolling into, rolling a wall. But he says, but he says, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. So why did it give me the tongue? And it goes even deeper. With the same lips we bless, with the same lips we curse people. But thank you, James. But brothers and sisters, it shouldn't be like this. And there's the, there's the, conc 
and here's the exit for it that as we are advocates of our own life we can notice we are we we are allowed by the holy spirit to notice where what there's wrong in our life and that Christian life starts to become alive because when you notice these things and find these things you don't stay in the same place you come out of it and you preach with the same lips Lord thank you for the revelation let's change let's change my insight let's change my insight that, that, that you have allowed me to know about these words and the best word one of the words best ones is in psalms where it says take control of what i say O lord and guard my lips don't let me drift towards evil or take part in acts of wickedness don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong psalms 141 3 to 4 so it doesn't matter if it's in in the old testament or new testament your words have power and the conclusion you know um uh, uh, worshipers can come our heart's position it comes it comes from our to our to our thoughts and then to our words to our tongue but at the same time our words that we hear come uh, come through to um from our lips to our thoughts and to our heart so we do have that responsibility to to filter to filter this to filter of when we speak to others and when we speak to ourselves like it says you know in the word talk to you know hymns talk with psalms to yourself I don't know how it looks sometimes when you when you see a brother or sister but when you say the may the Lord's rod lead you I'm going to I'm going to rest in God's flowers he has given me a table before my eyes it sounds a little weird maybe we're not going to speak that way but in our heart position our heart position should speak like that 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 inner that inner order should speak like that so just to end it off may the may the daily prayer that all the prayers that you say already be that uh, um, form a god around my lips around my tongue and allow me to see what is inside of me and at times even give me strength to tell a brother it's enough because even the radio 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 volume we need to you know we need to decrease we don't have to turn it off completely we're not called for that but don't words don't cost us anything but the consequence they will have can cost everything as much as to us and as much as to everyone else words that we will say or we say that we make audible we don't make audible they have power and the power the power the position 
depends on us is it going to be a positive and uplifting word or one that's going to break somebody break you break somebody by judgment it all depends on us i feel like as if i spoke only 30 minutes but it doesn't mean feel like it to myself i feel like i could say so much more because i personally use words a lot and i'm i stand here you know you, you use words everywhere in so many places and you you just throw them in you know every corner they don't really realize how much you word how much you use them and i had so many so many situations where i had to where where i was speaking facts and i felt like i was right i got home i spoke to a few people and and those were a few people that actually spoke to me and i started to wonder and i said yes man today you are dwelling on facts in those situations that you have been going through in these past two weeks these have been facts absolute facts yes those people they do that 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 and that and you are absolutely right that saying that they that that is not good but where you are not right is in your heart you don't love them now personally the lord was speaking to me like that uh monta the your your heart your heart was not it's not ready your heart has no love you cover yourself with all these facts but there's no love in there and i really clearly understood that that no matter no matter those situations no matter like you said you know uh, boiling water i was i was boiling no matter what no matter what the spirit of god was telling me not now but no not now and i don't know how that can sometimes look with our practical life when we have to say the words right now right here and i pray for god's mercy and god's God's mercy just so that fil- a filter will come upon our lips upon our tongues so that we wouldn't see say what we don't need to say. So yeah, just a very simple practical um sermon today. Lord, I just pray that we as Christ your followers, your children, children of God, we would live a life of of victory with every single tool that you have given us that we would use worship the way that uh, worship is meant to be that we should use that we use words the way we're meant to use words i pray lord that in this whole in this whole um, in this whole society we would not allow people to come um come into a uh, fear for fear to come into our hearts but at the same time fear we would would come to break our words and i pray that our words and our hearts position would be full of love and it would have a little bit of glimpse of salt that will which will clean bruises clean uh, clean the dirt in us and bring 
and may the words on us bring life may these words lord be the oil that will touch people i pray lord light that red signal when we are boiling and when we want to say we want to say holy spirit especially we need you right now because we often know facts we know how and very frequently we forget God, first of all, your love. And now just to make a full, full stop. Remember the full stop. Uh, about words and love. Paul. Paul in his letter of love. Who knows where he speaks about what is love. Before, before speaking about what love is. If he says, if I could speak in the language of angels he would like to speak in language of angels yeah if if i would know all the secrets who knows who wants to know all the secrets all the prophecies prophecies but i would have no love i would be nothing wow come on paul that's why I'm thinking like Paul, that we would be in that same position like him. That no matter the facts, truth, we would raise higher. Lord, what do you do? What do you want? What do you see? Yes, Lord, I see you. Thank you, Thou. Thank you. Amen.